It is so good to see each and every one of you. Um, I missed you over Thanksgiving. Um, my wife and I had the, uh, the opportunity to go down to Florida. I know you're jealous. <clears throat> um, and see my, uh, see my mom visit with her uh, over Thanksgiving and uh, the chance to, to be with 36 of my wife's family. It was a huge gathering in a home. It was very loud, if you could imagine. Just trying to have a conversation, you'd have to really, really concentrate uh, because um, <clears throat> we were so excited to see each other. And is not that uh, what we're experiencing here with, uh, with Thanksgiving? We're so Appreciative, isn't that what your your mind goes to? What what does your mind go to at Thanksgiving time when you're sitting maybe around the table or uh, experiencing maybe a, maybe a quiet moment on Thanksgiving Day? I don't know if that exists, but maybe you did, uh, or in the middle of the football game, or in the middle of dessert. What does your mind go to? That is a question. Thankful for what we have, absolutely. Someone else? That's good, somebody else. <laughs> what does your mind go to? Blessings even in the hard times. Blessings even in the hard times. Two more. Family. Family, thank you. That was great. I appreciate that because that was what I was going for. Family. One more. What are you thankful for at Thanksgiving time? What went through your mind? People that we may struggle with. We love people. You know, that's something that um, we're, we're trying to embrace uh, in the middle of our own brokenness to see other people who are struggling or who are broken. And we are in the middle of our circumstances but sometimes it's good to get our head up and to see someone else and to reach out to them. Well, I want to introduce you to uh, my mom. Uh, she's 86, and uh, she had a, uh, a couple of massive strokes last year. She's made a pretty incredible recovery. Uh, the only thing that's really still... Um, strongly affected is she uses a, a walker to get around but her speech is uh, pretty slurred and uh, so you have to concentrate when you're talking to her but uh, I love her to death and it was so good to see her and uh, spend some time with her um, we were the only family that was in town or I have a sister that's in town. She spent a little bit of time with her, but uh, the rest of our family scattered all around. And so the family thing is something that really does come to mind at Thanksgiving. How appreciative, how uh, thankful we are for our family during, uh, during the time of Thanksgiving. Uh, that's kind of a natural thing that I think each and every one of us are drawn to. And... Uh, I know that that is really, really important, especially to Lancaster County. Uh, roots go very, very deep, and uh, everything seems to revolve around around the family. But um, you know, we live here, and we don't have family here. 
immediately in this county. Angela's parents live in the next county over, and we're able to see uh, to see them. But uh, that's where our mind goes goes to is the the blessings that God has given to us, the family that He has given to us, the provision that He has has has, has given to us. And so many times we can go throughout our days, our weeks, and be so busy and caught up in the things that are going on in our own world, in our own life, that sometimes we fail to look up and to, to be thankful for the people that are around us, even family. And then at special times we'll gather around and we'll express that thanks, we'll express that care and that love. But um, this is a special time of year. Going into the holidays, uh, as we remember and celebrate our, our 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 family, one of the things that my mom has been doing uh, over the past couple of years is uh, she's unloading stuff. She's getting you know giving back things. Uh, uh, to all the kids that we have given to her over the years, you know, I got a package of a whole bunch of pictures um, of our family that we've given to mom over the years, and she's unloading this stuff and lightening her load. And now she lives in a little one-bedroom apartment, and it's it's perfect for her. I'm glad that she did this. And one of the things that she gave to me um, was a box, and whenever I opened it up, I was like. What in the world is this? And why do you still have this? She gave me letters that I wrote to her and to dad. This one is in particular is to dad. My handwriting is atrocious, but I, I was tiny um, whenever I wrote this. It says, to daddy. Daddy, I love you and I missed you and I cried when you were gone. Love, Joel. I was like, what in the world are you doing to this? Why are you giving this back to me for? And she told me, she says, you know, I've walked with this for a lot of years. And I've carried this for a lot of years. And sometimes it carried me. It reminded me of, of, of something that Angela and I started doing something whenever we first went into, uh, first went into our, our, our ministry together is we created something that was called an encouragement file. And over the years, people have, uh, have invested in us and have, have written letters to us that were just incredibly encouraging. And it turn, turns out that I'm turning into mom <laughs> and I'm hanging on to those things. People that we were able to speak into their life, that we were able to invest into their life, They've written us back, over, just sometimes out of the blue, and you have no idea sometimes when we have been very discouraged or, 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 or things have, there, there have been struggles that we've been going through, whenever we received a little note, how that changed our day or our week. And every once in a while, I'll go down to the basement and I'll pull out this file and I'll open it up and I'll begin to read through this. And my heart is flooded with joy for those that have invested into me and for those that I have a privilege to invest in. And I've heard from both sides. And it's just a, it's a wonderful thing. And when mom gave this to me, it reminded me once again 
that I've been given so much. I have been given so, so much. And I have a responsibility to give to others and to invest into others. Not just because, you know, my, my position as a pastor or the call of God for us to love people. It's just right to love people, to encourage people, to come alongside people, to put your arm around them and to let them know how much they mean what they have done. And it's becoming a lost art. It really is. Becoming a lost art to, to actually get something that you can feel. You know, we text each other, we send emails and all that, but this is special and I'm going to hold on to it. I have some other, you know, a bunch of others that I, that, but this I wanted to share with you this morning. Thanksgiving. It's a, it's a wonderful time. <laughs> As I was sitting there with mom and talking about her, and I was thinking about my family and how um, funny my family is. Is that a good way to say it? How funny my family is? My parents are older than my wife's grandparents. And my mom and dad lost their first child. They had four girls. They lost two more, and they, they had me. So I have a sister that's 21 years older than me and then the other four then my youngest sister who was like a second mom sort of thing she's 11 years older than me and I think she treated me like a little a, a doll or a puppet when I was little she just drugged me around everywhere and <clears throat> did all kinds of stuff you know made me over and as a baby and I had these wonderful pictures of me and curlers and stuff <clears throat> um but I didn't have the opportunity to really know my grandparents. All of my grandparents, except for my mother's mom, uh, had passed away before, before I, I never met them, before I was born. And my, my mother's mom, grandma, I have faint memories of her as a child. I, she was there. I, every birthday, I, I, I got a card with a dollar bill in it till I was 18, and then that stopped. Um, and um, she had, um, she looked a lot like mom does now, except for I remember she either had bluish purple hair, and she smelled like mothballs. That's all I remembered. <laughs> um, but, she, but I really didn't know her at all. And so I had no kind of relationship. And all my uncles were, you know, so much, so much older. I had no, no real connection with them. And so in a lot of ways, my wife's family has become my family. But they're spread out all over tarnation. Just, you know, there's, there's no really, really cre no connection that we have except for at holidays like we've just experienced. And what a wonderful time we had. Sunny, beautiful Florida, 72 degrees. Just, just yes, I am rubbing it in. <laughs> it was wonderful. Um, but in the middle of that, in, in, the, in the middle of all that, repeatedly, my mind came back to this, this thought. The people that walk with me every day are my family. The people that I do life with are my family. And on a lot of levels, I couldn't wait to come back to cold Pennsylvania 
to be with you because you're my family and I've come to love you and appreciate you because we walk life's road together. And I was going through, in my mind, I was going through and listening, listing different people that I was, I was thankful for. And I, I sent a bunch of text out on, on Thanksgiving Day. Just, I, I just wanted to, just to touch some of you guys. And if I didn't text you, I'm sorry. Give me your, 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 your info and I'll text you and say I love you as well. Um, happy Thanksgiving and that. But I, I, I was thinking about all the different kinds of people that we have that are walking together and experiencing life together and doing ministry in this community together. And it was amazing how, how my mind was just you know, pinging. I thought of Carl. Carl is the, this, this older brother of mine that um, is always organized. He's always doing stuff. I thought of Dale as, you know, Dale is Carl's brother, but he's my brother as well. <clears throat> I, thought of, I thought of Dale. Dale's the quiet, reflective one that's always thinking and figuring things out. And just thinking and figuring things out. And when he says something, you better pay attention and you better listen to it. I, I, I thought of, of, of Tim and Sue, brothers and sisters, that you can count on them. If there's something that needs to be done, you can count on Tim. He's going to get it done. That just, and I was so thankful. I was so thankful. And I could, I could go down through the list, and I think you, 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 you could understand that. If I wanted to have someone with a, a great conversation over lunch, boy, I'd love to sit down with Gene and Ann, my older brother and sister, you know, and just listen, because he talks. He talks wonderfully, and, and I learn things from him. I mean, I'm encouraged by him as we sit down together. And there are so many of you that I am so, so thankful for as we walk life's road together. For some of you that, um, that don't know and haven't, haven't uh, or are new to our church or just, just now visiting, um, we did this thing where we walked together this summer. And I know we talked about it a whole lot. You know, we talked about the, you know, Together 2012 and everything was Together 2012 because Together 2012 was wonderful and Together 2012. But that's what our life is about. Walking together. And this is from um, our Run, Ride, and Walk event uh, back in the late spring. And we, as a church, decided that we're going to walk ride or run together to raise funds because we love people. Because we love people. And as we, we, we look back and, and, and you remember this day, if you're a part of it, I, I thought about wearing my t-shirt uh, for that, but I think it had a stain on it. Angela wouldn't let me. Um, as, as, as we experienced this together, there was a collective coming together for something that was bigger than us. For something that was very, very important. And I, I, some people kind of scratch. Whenever I tell people from other states or whatnot about what we're doing, and I'm so excited that we're get, going to put a roof on this park, you know, this, this building in the park. And they're just like, what? You know, what are you doing? I said, you have no idea how the impact that it's going to have. And as we sat around the tables on Friday nights, how, how we encouraged each other and we were together 
with people inside the walls and outside the walls. And it was, it was what the body of Christ was, was supposed to do. And, and what is driving us, what was pushing this in the middle of all this was the fact that every story matters. I think as a church, we have embraced this truth that every single story matters. And from the back row to the front row, each and every one of us brings something to the table. We bring our stories. We bring our experiences. We bring our pain. We bring our joy. We bring all the things that God has allowed to come into our life. We bring that together. And when it all comes together, boy, it's a beautiful thing. And we experience that this summer. And my heart was full of thanks for people that I walked with. For people that I walked with. It's an interesting thing if you go and you look at the scriptures. The scriptures tell us a couple of things about end times. I'm not talking about the apocalypse, Tim. About end times. The end times will be marked by this characteristic. Un- Thankfulness, being ungrateful. But I trust that we are a people that are full of thanks, that we are a people that are constantly pushing each other, encouraging each other, stretching each other, because every story matters, and that we can have a, a, an incredible gratitude and thankfulness. I want you to take your Bibles this morning. And I want you to turn to the book of Colossians chapter 4. Colossians chapter 4. If you don't have a Bible, there should be a red Bible in the pew close to you. There's a, a thick one that's kind of older. And there's a, a, a new skinnier one um, should be around you. That is in, on page 1144 in the older red Bible. Or page 956 in the newer Bible. <clears throat> page 1144 or 956. And I want, I, I want, it, I want us to, to take a couple of minutes and look at the scriptures. So when, when you get there, hold your head up because we're not going there immediately. But I want you to have it ready. It, it's interesting. As, as Paul, uh, Paul was the writer of the majority of the books of the New Testament. And uh, a th continual theme throughout his writings, especially whenever he was in jail. <laughs> when you're in jail, you kind of think of the things that are important and you, you, you do that. And yes, I understand that the Holy Spirit was moving on him and God, God inspired him to, to write these things. Paul writes in every one of his prison epistles, his prison letters... And there's this constant theme. He has the same kind of opening all, all the time. Grace and peace to you. I, I, I'm Paul. I'm a servant of all. And this constant theme comes up. For instance, in Ephesians, he says this. For this reason, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. It was a characteristic for Paul to pray for the people that he loved, pray for the people that he cared for, pray for the people that he served with. And that was like the first thing that he's constantly saying after he gives his normal greeting. In the book of Philippians, he says, I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers with joy. 
Now, where's Paul writing from? He's writing from jail. And so the circumstances that he finds himself in, he's constantly looking up and being thankful, even though he finds himself in circumstances that that stink, that's terrible. Pretty interesting. He writes to Philemon, and he says this, I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers. As he's writing these books, he comes, and he's constantly being thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. And I got to thinking about that. As we've experienced together 2012, as a church body ministering together, we have walked together. And most of the time, particularly at Thanksgiving, we will look and look at and praise God. And it's a good thing to do. Praise God for the things that he has given to us. We'll praise God for family. We'll praise God for the blessings that he's poured out on his life. But sometimes I think we need to to get our heads up a little bit higher and to look out across the fence and to look at our neighbors, to look at our friends, to look at our family that are walking with us, that are doing life with us, that are trying to embrace this community with us together. Colossians starts off like this. We always thank God when we pray for you. We always thank God when we pray for you. That's the beginning. That's chapter one. But I want you to look at Colossians chapter four. I'm going to read this quickly and then I want us to have some class participation. How about that? Final greetings, chapter 4, beginning with verse 7. Tychicus will tell you all the news about me. He's a dear brother, a faithful minister, a fellow servant of the Lord. I am sending him to you for the express purpose that that you may know about our circumstances and that he may encourage your hearts. Pretty amazing. Tychicus was Paul's personal representative. He went with Paul to Jerusalem and delivered the offering that was taken. He was a constant companion for Paul. Verse 9. He is coming with Onesimus, our faithful and dear brother who is one of you. Now Onesimus was a stinker. Onesimus came to the Lord. My fellow fellow prisoner, Aristarchus, sends you his greetings, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. You've received instructions about him. If he comes to you, welcome him. Jesus, who is called Justice, also sends greetings. These are the only Jews among my fellow workers for the kingdom of God, and they provided a comfort for me. Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings. 
He is always wrestling in prayer for you that you may stand firm in the will of God, mature and fully assured. I vouch for him that he is working uh, hard for you and for those at Laodicea and in Hierapolis. Our dear friend Luke, the doctor, and Demas send greetings. Give my greetings to the brothers at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. After this letter has been read to you, see that it is also read in the church of the Laodiceans. That you, in turn, read the letter from Laodicea. Tell Archippus, see to it that you complete the work that you've received in the Lord. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. Paul took the time to mention 11 other people that he worked with in this letter. Paul intentionally wrote about 11 other people that he served with. And as a result, thousands of years later, I'm still trying to pronounce their names. We're hearing about them. And to Paul, it was important for him to recognize them. And repeatedly, every time he wrote someone or wrote a church, he starts it off by saying, I am so thankful for you. I am so thankful for you. This morning, I would like for us to do something a little bit different. I would like the, uh, the ushers to come forward and start passing these things out. I would like for you to take the time this morning. I'm going to give you about seven minutes to take the time to actually thank someone. They're going to be passing out some cards. If you have a pen, great. If you don't, we have pens as well. Use the pen. And then on your way out, we need the pens back. Drop the pens back in the basket on your way out. I would like the pens back so that we can do this again. Okay? But I want you to do this intentionally. Why? Because every story matters. No one should walk alone. Because every story matters. No one should walk alone. And if that is the thing that we are reflecting on, if that is the thing that every single story matters to us, matters to Christ, matters to our church, then we should be able to look up and look and find people. Now, if you're a visitor here or you're, you're, you're new here, I'm sure that you're here for one or a couple of reasons. Someone invested in you. And so write them a note. Take the time this morning to express thankfulness and gratitude for someone that has invested in you, someone that has walked with you. We have plenty of the cards, believe me, plenty. If you would like two, three, four, at the end we'll have more cards out uh, in the uh, Welcome Center uh, on the desk and you can take those. But I, I trust that this would become something that marks us as a church. It marked Paul, an attitude, attitude of gratitude, an attitude of thankfulness 
that we are constantly looking out and coming along because I know Laurie's had a hard week. And so let's put our arm around her and let her know we love her. We care about her. There may be some, some of you, you haven't talked to your parents in a, a, a while. You haven't been with, with family for a while, perhaps. I don't know what your Thanksgiving was like. Maybe it wasn't like mine. And maybe you feel alone. Or maybe you feel like you're struggling and going through something that nobody, nobody really understands. God doesn't waste our experiences. He gives us those experiences to share with others. And so this morning, I'm going to hush, and I'm going to give you about six, seven minutes now to take the time intentionally to let people know you appreciate them, to let people know that you love them. You can put it in their box, you can mail it, or you can hand it to them after the service is over. After the seven or so minutes, six, seven minutes, I'll get back up, make some comments, and we'll go home. And we'll be thankful people for what Christ has done for us. Why? Because every story matters. No one should walk alone.
If we believe that every story matters, we have got to see people. We have to ask God to give him, give us his eyes to be able to see people that hurt, that struggle, that are lonely. Because you and I wouldn't be here where we are if there weren't other people that came and supported us and helped us along the way. And God has called us to represent him in everything that we do and to love people just like we love ourselves. What a privilege it is to ask God to help us to see so that this place becomes a place where no one walks along. That's why we want you to be involved in a Sunday school class. That's why it's important that you're part of a grace group so that no one walks along. And this is a safe place. This is a place that will love you unconditionally and accept you unconditionally because God in his great mercy loved us unconditionally and he accepted us unconditionally and calls us to represent him in all that we do. And you're my family and I love you. And it's a privilege for me to walk with you and experience what God has for us. Our God and Father, I pray that as we experience life, as we walk the path that you've laid out in front of us, Lord, may we be a people that are thankful, that are marked with thankfulness for those that have walked with us, those that have served with us. And because of what you have done in our lives, Lord, may we embody that thankfulness and live out a love that only you can give through us. For today, you don't walk the dusty roads of Galilee anymore. You walk through us. You walk with us. Inside of us. And you allow us to partner with you to represent you in all that we do.
Lord, help us to see that no one walks alone. These things we pray in Christ's name. Amen.